brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. to the room. <clears throat> and so this week uh, we continue our manual for teacher series. So this is part two and we'll be doing what are the levels of teaching number three in the manual and we will start number four what are the characteristics of God's teachers and when we get to that one I'm not going to go in real depth with the characteristics of God's teachers because last summer I did a whole series where I took each characteristic of God's teachers and, you know, I spoke on it uh, throughout the summer last year. And certainly you can uh, find that on our website, on our YouTube uh, site as well for that. But let's uh, get going with that. What are the levels of God's teachers? So we are in the manual for teachers and we are on page seven in the manual. So the teacher of God has no set teaching level. Each teaching learning situation involves a different relationship at the beginning, although the ultimate goal is always the same, to make of the relationship a holy relationship in which both can look upon the Son of God as sinless. So here we are, we're coming together. We think there's another purpose there right? Seems different. But every holy encounter that we have, and that's what it really is, right, is there gives us an opportunity, gives us an opportunity to see the truth in the other person, right? To recognize ourself as true in God. And to see, of course, that we are innocent. And so our next line, which also is kind of our focus for today, too, there is no one from whom a teacher of God cannot learn. So there is no one whom he cannot teach. Because we are all one, we can learn from everybody. And if we remember, our whole demonstration, right, our whole teaching, I should say, is our demonstration. So we're always teaching all the time, right, if you remember that from last time. We're always teaching all the time by how we, how we are, right? How we interact with other people. And we're always teaching ourselves as well. 
So if we say, oh, I can't learn from so-and-so over there, well, then I'm saying I'm, I can't learn from myself. I can't learn from anyone, right? Because we don't want to leave anyone excluded outside of the sunship. So the next line, sentence four, however, from a practical point of view, he cannot meet everyone, nor can everyone find him. Well, right on the practical everyday level, right? Are we going to meet everyone? How many people were in the world? Billions? I don't know. I don't know what the last count is. <laughs> all these wonderful people, but they're all part of us, right? They're all part of us. Therefore, the plan includes very specific contacts to be made for each teacher of God. So everyone who comes into your life, there is your contact. There is your opportunity for remembering the truth. There are no accidents in salvation. So there's no accident we bump into people, and there's no accident we are with the people that we are. There's no accident who's joining with us today as well. Those who are to meet will meet because together they have that potential for a holy relationship. They are ready for each other. Are you ready? Are you ready for healing today? Are you ready for that holy relationship today? Really, right? Because when we embark out our door, everyone we meet, there it is. There's that opportunity to learn. So let's look at these levels of teaching. And the first one is, as he says, it's very superficial. And these are those very, you know, quick encounters that we have, maybe in an elevator, he says, uh, a child not looking where he's going, running into an adult by chance, two students happening to be walking home together. We all have that potential in those, uh, I'll call them quick meetings, right? Standing in line at the grocery store, uh, and uh, maybe you smile at the other person, right? Those quick interactions. We think like we're strangers, but we're really not because we're all connected, right? As I see him, I will see myself. If you remember that, that's, that's part of the holy relationship. So even at this level, the most casual encounter, it is possible for two people to lose sight of separate interests, if only for a moment. And that moment will be enough. Salvation has come. So in that instant, right? In that tiny instant, or like I said, maybe you smile at someone. Maybe you let a guy go in front of you. Yeah, that happened to me uh, yesterday. I'm picking a bottom um, from, I think it was, no, I, was I don't remember if I was picking her up or taking her. Uh, I think I was taking her to work. And there, there was a guy trying to get kind of turn over onto the one lane, you know, kind of, kind of crossing over East Washington. And the car beside me stopped because he wanted to let that other guy through. I could have kept going. But in that moment, I let go of my, my separate interest, like where I was heading to, whether it was taking her to work or going to the store, wherever it was, I don't remember. And it's like, and I was able to wave him through. Now, it seems like something so simple, right? So everyday, so mundane, but yet in that instant, you know, aren't there times that we would like if somebody would just wave, oh, come on, please just let me cross over the street, you know, busy street. And it's like, okay, 
And sometimes like that, that's when very simply where we can let go of what I need, what I have to have. I just say, hey, my brother needs help. I'm just going to let him go through. It's kind of a very simple everyday example there. But like, you know, he gives us those other examples where, you know, the adult won't scold the child for bumping into him or the students become friends, etc. So paragraph three, it is difficult to understand that levels of teaching the universal course is a concept as meaningless in reality as is time. The illusion of one permits the illusion of the other. In time, the teacher of God seems to begin to change his mind about the world with a single decision and then learns more and more about the new direction as he teaches it. Right? Are there really levels of teaching? Seems that way, right? We've covered the illusion of time already, but the illusion of levels of teaching seems to be something different. Perhaps the best way to demonstrate that these levels cannot exist is simply to say that any level of the teaching learning situation is part of God's plan for atonement. What is the atonement? Let's do a little review there. The undoing of fear, right? The undoing of the illusion. Yeah, the, the undoing of the, uh, se the belief in separation. The belief in separation, and the yes. recognition that we're all one. That we're all one. Yeah. And sometimes if you have trouble remembering that, at one meant yeah. you can kind of use that. Instead of the old way of atonement, right? Oh, I got to atone for my sins. No. <laughs> this is where another one of those times where Jesus kind of flips words on us, flips the, de the definitions of words on us here. So God's plan can have no levels. So even though he's trying to tell us, okay, well here, what are the levels of teaching? Then he turns around and says, well, there really are no levels of teaching, right? It just seems that here in the world, because he's speaking to us on two levels, right? On the level of truth and on our everyday experience. But it doesn't matter which one of these so-called levels that we work on because the result is always the same, right? We're letting go of our separate interests is what it is. So paragraph four, each teaching learning situation is maximal in the sense that each person involved will learn the most that he can from the other person at that time. So we're there to learn. Not like, I'm going to teach you a lesson. No, but we're there. We can open ourselves up, be willing to learn whatever that is. If it's something simple, right? What are the levels? Well, the first one, right, is a casual encounter. You learn something there. So we're going to go into the second level in a second here, and then we'll go into the third level. So in this sense, in this sense only, we can speak of levels of teaching. Using the term in this way, the second level of teaching is a more sustained relationship in which for a time two people enter into a fairly intense teaching learning situation and then appear to separate. As with the first level, these meetings are not accidental, nor is what appears to be the end of the relationship a real end. Again, each has learned the most he can at the time, yet all who meet will someday meet again, for it is the destiny of all relationships to become holy. God is not mistaken in his son. So can you think of situations, relationships in your life where you've been in a relationship for some time, seems intense, 
and then it just seems that the relationship ends. Right? I think we all have had that experience, right? We've all had that kind of experience. So it's up to us to decide what am I going to learn from this? You know, maybe it did have a uh, bad ending. Maybe it just you just drifted off. But there was something there and we can pull from that. Maybe you didn't realize it at the time. But maybe now you can think about it. Okay, yeah, what is it? You know, maybe it was something like, oh, I learned to speak up for myself. Learn to remember, really, what are we here to remember? Here to remember the truth, right? I'm here to remember that we are all holy, that we all are one. So maybe now, okay, yeah, there's some things on this level that I learned. But then there's some other things that I learned that no matter what this person has said or done, they're still a child of God. They're still one with me. I may not want to hang out with them anymore. Think of ex-husbands, ex-wives, <laughs> kind of thing. But they're still as God created them and so am I. So the third level of teaching occurs in relationships which once they are formed are lifelong. These are teaching learning situations in which each person is given a chosen learning partner who presents him with unlimited opportunities for learning. Perhaps you're thinking of that person now. Maybe this person is a challenge. Maybe they're not so much a challenge. It says these relationships are generally few because their existence implies that those involved have reached a stage simultaneously in which the teaching learning balance is actually perfect. This does not mean that they necessarily recognize this. In fact, they generally do not. They may even be quite hostile to each other for some time and perhaps for life. Yet should they decide to learn it, the perfect lesson is before them and can be learned. And if they decide to learn that lesson, they become the saviors of the teachers who falter and they even seem to fail. No teacher of God can fail to find the help he needs. So even though those situations may be few, like he said, it presents a rich experience for us if we're willing to reflect on it and remember what God would have us remember in this, right? It says, if we decide. So it's really up to our decision if we're going to decide, okay. Like I said, it's not like somebody's teaching you a lesson. It's Am I going to learn from this? Am I going to learn to love myself? Am I going to learn to love this person? I'm not talking on the level of form. I'm talking about on the level of God's realm, right? The level of truth. You know, that he created every, he created one son, right? And we're seeming fragments of that one son. So we can't put anyone outside of us. No matter, like it says, you know, like you said here, well, if they're quite hostile, they might be hostile their whole life. There's something to learn. Maybe it's forgiveness, right? Maybe it's forgiveness. Amen. So we're going to start a little bit of the characteristics of God's teachers, and uh, then we'll go into a, uh, our closing meditation for today. So we'll spend a little bit of time on uh, the kind of this little introduction and a little bit on trust. Uh, maybe we'll do the development of trust next week. We'll do the introduction to the, what are the characteristics and we'll do this first part and then we'll go into the rest of trust next week. 
So four, what are the characteristics of God's teachers? So the surface traits of God's teachers are not all alike. They don't look alike, right? Remember what he said? Who's a teacher of God? Anyone who decides to be so, right? Pretty much anybody. So we're all going to look different in the body, right? We're going to have different backgrounds. We're going to have different experiences. Our personalities are going to be different. Think of all the course students you have met in your life. Think of all the people you have met in your life. Think of all the teachers you've met in your life, course teachers and otherwise. Everyone's different. Everyone has a different way they present themselves and how they are. So back to this, you know, what are the characteristics? So they're quite distinct. Okay, um, their superficial personalities are quite distinct. Okay, so we're all different in here in the world. Nor at the beginning stages of their functioning as teachers of God have they as yet required the deeper characteristics that will establish them as what they are. God gives special gifts to his teachers because they have a special role in his plan for atonement. This doesn't mean that they're better than you. You know, it doesn't mean, oh, you're so special. No. It just means they have a role in that. It doesn't mean that I'm better than anyone here or that any course teacher is better than anyone else. We all have, have this possibility. We all can make this decision ourselves. It's just we have a function, a special role, a role in the atonement. What was the atonement again? Not seeing separation anymore, right? Letting go of that. So their specialness is, of course, only temporary. Set in a time as a means of leading out of time. These special gifts born in the holy relationship towards which the teaching learning situation is geared. Okay, so we've already had our levels of teaching, right? We talked about that where the goal is always a holy relationship. So these, these gifts, these characteristics are coming out of the holy relationship. So these become the characteristic of all teachers of God who have advanced in their own learning. So they're practicing, right? That's how they're advancing. They're practicing. In this respect, they are all alike. All differences among the sons of God are temporary. Nevertheless, in time, it can be said that the advanced teachers of God have the following characteristics. So there'll be a flavor, right? That'll be through all teachers of God who have kind of come through these holy relationships. And this is what you see. So our first one, and like I said, last year I went through each one and I spent a whole session on each characteristic. So today, yeah, we're going to do a little bit of trust, but next week we'll put development of trust in the next one, you know, together. We'll put some of that together. Uh, and like I said, you can find that whole series on the characteristics uh, on, on our YouTube site and our website. So trust, the first one. This is the foundation. So trust is our foundation. You know, this is the, the brick and mortar at the bottom, right? Laying that foundation, and that's where our function rests on trust. Trust is number one. And that is something that we need to learn, right? Because I know I've had trust issues. Who hasn't had trust issues, right, in our lives? And so as we come to trust Holy Spirit, trust God, 
then everything will unfold more for us. So perception is the result of learning. In fact, perception is learning because cause and effect are never separated. The teachers of God have trust in the world because they have learned that it is not governed by the laws the world made up. They're not affected in any way by what occurs in the world because they have that incredible faith and trust in knowing that God is all, right? That it's not about what happens in the world. It's about the inner peace that the teacher of God can have. It's governed by a power, capital P, that, capital T, is in them. Okay, in is italicized there, but not of them. Once again, of is italicized. It is this power that keeps all things safe. It is through the power that the teachers of God look on a forgiven world. So they see the world differently. That's what a teacher of God does. They see the world differently. They don't see it like most do. They see it, right? First, we're looking at these levels, right? The, they see it as an opportunity for a holy relationship, which is remembering the love, right? Remembering what is our true essence. And so now, because they're doing that, they have that trust. They know that this world is an illusion, even though I'm walking through the world. I'm doing what I need to do here in the world. Oh, that it's not governed, right? This world this isn't law, God's world. Right? That's kind of flipping the whole thing maybe that we learn from as a child in our religious upbringing. But God didn't create this world. The separated mind did that. But now that we're in tune with that power that we have from God, that creative power, and once, uh, once this power has been experienced, it's impossible to trust one's own petty strength again. We don't trust our ego self anymore. We trust in the power of God. So, and I love this next line, who would attempt to fly with the tiny wings of a sparrow when the mighty power of an eagle has been given him? You know, we're not supposed to flap like this. <laughs> we're supposed to be gracious like an eagle. It's really interesting when, when Paul and I were leaving the retreat, um, we had just left and well, we were what, not even five minutes down the road or something. And we saw this gorgeous eagle just soar, you know, flapping and soaring. And, you know, and I see little birds out our window all the time. The cats do, too. And it's like, wow, you know, we, we are meant to be majestic, right? When you see an eagle fly, yeah, it's, they're just so majestic. And there's something, such a presence about it. I mean, even thinking about it, right? I just feel, oh, there's such a presence. Not that there's anything wrong with being a little bird, because they have their role, too. But we're meant to be something so much more than what we think we are. And so we settle for less. We think we deserve less. But he's saying we have the mighty power of the eagle's wings. And who would place his faith in the shabby offerings of the ego when the gifts of God are laid before him? Those eagle wings are your gifts. What is it that induces them to make the shift? What is it that induces the teacher of God to make the shift from littleness right, to wholeness, to magnitude. So that's actually, we're going to stop. Wow, isn't that a great, but wow, now it's something to kind of contemplate and reflect on in our meditation now. So let's go ahead and let's get ready for our meditation and 
and get that started. We can do the, the lines. So let's go ahead and get ourselves comfortable. And let's take a deep breath in. stillness and peace. And so as we go into this meditation, just imagine that the gifts of God have been laid before you. Will you unwrap them today? Will you embrace them? Let's be with that for a little while, and I'll bring you back in a few minutes.
So give that gratitude to the Holy Spirit. Thank you, thank you, God. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for these gifts. Gifts of the holy relationship, gifts of the eagle's wings, and I may soar. I may embrace trust. my true self. May I always abide in you, Father. make yourself aware of the surroundings, wiggle your fingers and toes, and as you're ready, you can come back to the room. that meditation feel good some relaxing we're all teachers of God now right we're embracing who we are it's wonderful so next week I'll continue uh, with the characteristics of uh, God's teachers we'll have the development of trust probably get into honesty tolerance maybe gentleness we'll, we'll see how far we go next time and that and I would say yeah, we might have to do two more weeks on the characteristics we'll see but like I said we I, I've done further expanded versions of the characteristics as well so let us join together in our closing prayer the thought of God protects you cares for you make soft your resting place and smooth your way lighting your mind with happiness and love and namaste Make your donation today by going to donate.miraclesone.org. The Apple Green Rewards app is here. Download today and get exclusive 50 cent in-store offers, as well as great loyalty offers on car washes and coffee. You could also be one of 125 people to win free fuel for a year this January. The Apple Green Rewards app. Download now from the Apple App Store, Google Play, or at applegreenstores.ie forward slash rewards. Terms and conditions apply. In the real world, we know it's the customers you keep that keep you in business. 
Over 70% of Liberty Car Insurance customers stay with Liberty Insurance when renewal time comes around. That doesn't happen by accident. Switch at libertyinsurance.ie and see why so many people stay. Liberty Insurance. Ready for the real world. 74.9% of Liberty Insurance private motor customers renewed between the 1st of January and 30th of June 2020. Acceptance criteria terms and conditions apply. Liberty Seguris, Compania de Seguris, Arreya Seguris, SAA, trading as Liberty Insurance, is authorised by the General Director of Insurance and Pension Funds in Spain and is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland for conduct of business rules. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.